Welcome to the City Life Family Podcast, a podcast for ministry leaders, young and old. Our aim is to equip you for the work of ministry and encourage you along the way. So uh, I'm Chris Ruska, a pastor here at City Light Omaha and a part of the City Light Family. And I'm with Jared Cleaver, uh, one of the pastors at Providence Church, part of the City Light Family here in Omaha. So we're doing this together. We're ready. We're ready. And so, uh, Jared, what's the topic that we're starting with today? So we're talking about uh, the next generation and why... It makes sense to invest in the next generation, and yeah. specifically yes. uh, for us in the City Light family, we're talking a lot of times when you talk about the next generation, you yeah. might be talking about a, a broad swath of people, but we're going to key in on college students on. because that's that's what we do around yeah. here. But we do it for a reason, and yes. you have a history with oh college gosh. students. Yeah, college kids. Uh, it's important as we talk about it. It's personal. Yeah. So this is, I think, where we're starting is not just thinking. Is it reaching college students strategic for the mission of God? I think we'd say yes. Is it biblical? Yes. But I think both Jared and I would say I think it's personal. Um, and so, you know, for me, growing up in a kind of religious home. Uh, I wandered around a college campus at 18 years old with all kinds of spiritual questions, mildly confused. Is purgatory real? Do I have to go to some intermediate place to pay for my sins? Uh, um, wh- how do I act? What does God want? Is he distant? Is he angry? I was all kinds of confused and uh, really swinging between rebellion and religion. I would do the church thing on Sunday and walk in and be confused and then go back out and try to find life. And uh, it was on a college campus where mm. a really bold college student who had encountered the gospel of Jesus Christ approached me with a, a spirit of mission. I mean, he mm. was he was pursuing me yeah. to see what God might be doing in my story and uh, discovered the gospel um, that Jesus, you know, lived a perfect life, died on the cross for my sins, rose again, is interested in a relationship with me, would forgive me and reconcile me to Heavenly Father. It changed my life. I had never heard the gospel that clearly and then seen a group of college kids that were living differently, had a spirit mm. of joy but didn't get drunk, had a spirit of self-control and a compromised campus uh, they were shining as lights in a dark, mm. perverse culture. So it stood out. There was a body witness. Yeah. They loved me. They loved Jesus. It was really, really cool. And so college for me was the time I met Jesus, Yeah, uh, really started to grow in a relationship uh, with Christ, read my Bible, find a local church, get baptized, become a missionary on my college campus. And so for me, it was it's a really personal time of spiritual transformation. I, I can't imagine where my life would be without that season. I mean, it's impacted... Uh, obviously, what I do vocationally, but it also impacts how you know my marriage, how I want to parent. Uh, so it that season changed the trajectory of my life, mm-hmm. and um, and a couple of things I learned there is that that God can really that is such an amazing season where people in college, eighteen to twenty two, they're really asking the question, what am I going to believe about God? What it, regardless of what my parents had you know taught me, um, what am I personally going to choose to believe? Am I going to orient my life and identity on this or something else? And so I think college kids are making really significant, they're asking significant questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it's personal, uh, but I also think it's so, so strategic. So Jared, what's your experience been with college kids and, and working in that in that space? Yeah, so even in my own personal story, well, it's a little bit of the, the opposite in that I grew up in a in this strong Christian home. I went to a Bible college and I... It was an interesting experience because I gained a lot of head knowledge, and there were some good parts about those years. Um, but I f- kind of feel like that that the 
the opportunity of that mm. season kind of got fumbled. Like, yeah. I, and so here's what happened. So I went through Bible college. I think I probably gained a lot of knowledge, but maybe like as far as grasping, like what God was calling me into the mission of God, I just didn't grasp it until a couple years later. Well, it was actually mm. through you connecting me yeah. through Gavin, your co-lead yeah. pastor. My first like real full-time ministry gig was in college ministry um, as a, you know, in my mid twenties. And so I got to see uh, how God was working in the exact way that you described your story. Mm -hmm. And students who were taking their faith seriously, were taking evangelism seriously, were taking discipleship seriously. And I was looking at these students as like a 25, 26-year-old or whatever, looking at these students, and I'm like, man, I wish I would have had that. These students that were going to a, a public university that was down the street from, or, you know, across the city from where I went to this Bible college, I'm like... And I think they're growing more spiritually than than I did. I think they're learning more about God's heart for people, God's heart for them. They're they're learning more about the gospel than I learned by getting this degree. And I'm like, I wish I would have had that kind of experience, you know? And so it kind of just enlivened my heart to the... So yeah, first full-time ministry experience, I'm like, this is like, this is resetting the trajectory of people's lives during this crucial time where they're forming what their identity is or trying to figure out who they are. And it's just... Incredible. And so after that, I mean, after a couple of years, I moved on, did some other things in ministry, and I actually found myself multiple times being like, I got to get back to college. I got to get back to college because yeah. it's just such a crucial life stage. I actually did. I was able to get back to college yes. and do that for another five years and be a college pastor, but it was it was amazing. And so I think it's just, I mean, I've seen from my own experience and just walking with so many college students how crucial this stage of life is, which is why I love it, which is why our one of the reasons our church mm. uh, runs at it. Come on. And I think one of the things as we zoom out on the City Light family is how much this impacted us. Because the same thing you said about uh, what a significant time this is, life transformation happening, wanting to be back in kind of that game. As we think about college ministry, you got a couple... Well, first of all, Gavin and I both did full-time yep. college ministry. So I did it for five years. He did it in the local church. I did it in the parachurch. Uh, and so I think that radically impacted even how we see the local church, because in college ministry, you have four years with these students, and then your best students are out the door, and they're commissioned out. And, and so you've got to be reaching the freshmen. Mm. And I think what we learned through college ministry radically impacted how we organized the discipleship of the local church, because we realized, man, what if we, what if we actually, you know, we're radically missional, like you have to be in college ministry at the mm-hmm. local church. You know what typically happens is the local church fills up, gets kind of full, you get your leader, leaders, you kind of get your attenders, and it is what it is. But you kind of need church planting to be that catalyzing, we're sending thing, so you have a felt need to keep reaching mm-hmm. new people. Anyways, it's, it's impacted our church in a ton of ways. So uh, I want to ask Jared, is it even biblical? Is it even biblical to consider, like, why would we want to do this? You yeah, know? yeah. Well, I've never seen the words college ministry yeah. in the Bible, right. actually. However, um, I mean, I think there's this sense in which passing the baton or investing in the next generation, like, it's all over the Bible, right? right? You know, one of the, the texts that we were reading through this morning in Psalm 145, 3 and 4, it says, "'Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another.'" And shall declare your mighty acts. Come the on. way our faith moves on, the yes. way that that God continues to work, as there's faithful generations who look backwards to a generation that's behind them, 
like college students and say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna commend this Jesus to you. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this along to you, and you carry it along. Yep. You turn around and pass it along to somebody yep. else. Um, that's how our that's how God works, yes. right? From generation yes. to generation. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's our heart, right? So we want to be people that have personally encountered the love of Jesus Christ, and uh, we're not promoting some theological figure. We're saying, hey, this is how God has been good to us. Mm-hmm. He's personal to us. He is our shepherd. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's been faithful, and uh, and now we want to we want the next generation to find the joy that we found in Jesus. Yeah. So it's not this dutiful thing, but we should be we should be intentional about it. So. I think about Romans chapter 10, uh, we wrote this down, we were talking about this, so uh, it says this, how will they? Uh, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him who they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Come on now, give me an amen now, yeah. so I'm ready to preach. But yeah. but really, the, the whole call there is we make so many assumptions, I think, about the next generation, what they want, what they're after, why they're bored, um, why they give themselves to social media how much time they spend on their phones, whatever it is. Uh, but I just think it's on us to tell them the good news of Jesus Christ. And so, um, you know, I love I love Paul's heart there. He's like, we need to be missionaries. People need to hear about this Jesus and mm. how he seeks and saves and how he can free us from trying to pursue our own righteousness and our own good deeds. And so um, I just want to be a church. I want to be a people. I want to be a man. Uh, who uses my lips and my words to declare good news to the next generation. Yeah. And um, I look at Scripture, that seems to be the pattern. We're sitting yeah. here today, yeah. 2,000 years later, yeah. uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, because people have been faithful from one generation mm-hmm. to the next. And so as you think college kids, um, why is it strategic, you know, Jared, to uh, take this, not only is it personal, not only is it biblical, but why is it strategic to be thinking about college students in particular? Go ahead. Well, I think, I mean, even thinking to the Romans 10 thing, mm-hmm. you're like, you know, if how are they going to believe if they've never heard? And you think of just the vast number yeah. of people on yeah. a college campus yep. who have never heard, or just the vast concentration of people just knowing yes. there's going to be so many people there who haven't heard. And you told me the stat yep. that 4 million yes. college freshmen show up on a college yes. campus yes. every year yes. in our nation. That's like wild to think yeah. about the fact that I mean there's just this is a concentration of people yes and just like we were talking about before from our own experience we know these people are trying to kind of make a way for themselves yeah. they're trying to form like okay who am I now they've got a new chance yeah. to start over and it just feels like it's like you know it's it there's soil to be tilled yeah. there and so um I think if nothing else there's just so many people there. Like you, we drive a couple miles down the road, and yes. there's a university. Well, both right directions. Here. There's yes. a fifteen thousand students here, yeah. six or seven thousand yeah. students a couple miles down the road the other way, yeah. um, and a lot of them haven't heard. Yes, come on, that's it. So it's obviously a great place to be pursuing uh, folks that are very much in process. Many show up on that college campus. Uh, stats say that only seventeen percent of that age group between 18 and 29 right now uh, is Christians, okay? So that's 83% that are other nons, different um, affiliation with religion, Buddhist, Muslim, or uh, non-Christian. And and so you're thinking about, okay, if I have a conversation uh, with 10 students about God, um, only maybe two of them will have um, been able to give a definition of who Jesus is and, mm. and what he's done. So that's mm. That's pretty shocking. Um, I would hope that that we'd be able to reach more of the next generation. So all that I'm saying is, is there's work to do. Does yeah. it make any sense? Like this yeah. is a strategic opportunity for us to be 
pressing down to the next generation. Uh, one of the stats that got my attention too, Jared, is as I was just kind of preparing for this was, you know, we labor so hard. Me and you were pastors of a local church. You're doing everything you can to help kids ministry and a, a space for junior high and high school students. And you're trying to help them get shaped and biblically formed and stay in peer community. And you're trying to root on the parents as they try to become the primary disciple makers. But, you know, there's work that the local church can do uh, in, in helping to equip some of those spaces. So all that to say is then you send these kids to college and you're like, okay, now we're going to send them as missionaries. Well, um, you know, there's been some research so, shown that 70% of the college kids that go to a college campus with faith in Jesus, um, 70% of them will leave college uh, having not walked with the Lord or not walking with the Lord wow. any longer. So we're just wow. losing ground. We're losing ground. Yeah. So all that to say is if the church takes this season off, right, um, sometimes you never get these students back, mm. right? So um, they say, I'm going to pause my faith for a season of college. Maybe that's because they want to rebel. Maybe that's because they... Uh, just want some freedom, maybe because they don't want, you know, they've never made the decision to make their faith their own and their mom, whatever the reason is, all that to say is church, I think we need to be intentional, yeah. right? We do not want to lose the ground that we've been able to take through years of discipleship. Mm. We want to keep that ground yeah. and we want to multiply it and call those people to actually, no, 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 keep walking with Jesus yeah. and actually let's get on mission on our college campus to seek and save the law. So uh, that I think it's strategic. I think it's biblical. I think it's personal to me. And so uh, let me ask you this. So why do you think local churches should just care about it? Like you're an elder, you're yeah. a lead pastor. Yeah. You've chosen at Providence Church to really say this needs to be a priority. Yeah. Uh, we're going to resource this. We're going to put funding towards this. We're going to make this visible. We're going to value college students in our local church to the point where like you've even organized where you're going to meet as a local church saying, how do we stay in proximity to the yeah. college campus? So tell us why that is and, and why you would encourage pastors, elders, leaders who are listening to this podcast to think, this should be a value. You yeah. should keep this visible. You should be thinking about reaching the next generation, yeah. especially college kids. Go yeah, ahead. It, yeah, it is true. We like, yeah, we have created boundaries around where we want to search for buildings yep. because we want to stay in close proximity to the campus. And I've talked to people, and you know, to to speak to the other side. You know, people will say I've had conversations with people who say, "Well, college students, man, they're hard." They they leave after a couple of years. They're not giving you much money. It like mm-hmm. you know it doesn't doesn't make that much sense on paper, you right. know. And man, I'm so quick to come back and say like, here's the deal. Let me tell you about what what God is doing. And it's not just another ministry that like that we want to tack on. Yep. It's like a part of who we are. And one of the biggest things is just this this idea of this the. The mission field that we talked yep. about before. It's this missional opportunity to invest in people who seem to just be receptive. Yes. We've seen it in our yes. own church in the last couple of years. I was just telling you um, before we started this morning that that we we have so many baptism services yes. in our church because we have yes. college students, because we have a college ministry. You know, what was it last week, maybe two weeks ago, we had 10 students get baptized. Just a couple months before that, we had another 10 students to get baptized, and we've got more that weren't able to make it. It, It's like when students and college staff people are living on mission, there's something like, like, well, God's just moving. And then when your people see that, when your people see that that are in their, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, like in these different generations, it does something to invigorate their faith. They're like, wait, if this is what our 
these people are doing, yeah. you know, and I'm 20 years older, 40 years older, 50 years older. Like, what might God do in in my neighborhood? What might God do with yes. my coworker? And it fuels the faith of people mm-hmm. all around. So it's this culture building thing, yes. right? It's yeah. this missional <laughs> culture thing. It so like it's it's been great. I mean, I've got lots of other thoughts too. But what it, like what are some of the things that come yeah. to your mind? That dynamic in particular, I think you're describing it in. Um, if you're listening, please, I, I hope people can sit in a room like that where they're watching college kids stand up, give their one-minute testimony. Here's what my life was like before Jesus. Here's how I met Jesus. Here's what God's doing in my life now. Here's why I want to get baptized today. And boom, they're getting baptized in yeah. front of sometimes Catholic or parents that maybe are disapproving and not understanding why, and they're dealing with all the implications of that. But what that does, not only for that person, right, changes trajectory, trajectory of their life, but for the whole body now mm. energized. And I, I would say it just protects the aim of your church. Instead of aiming, how do we get a bigger building? How do we get nicer yeah. stuff? How do we change the color of the carpet? What we need is fog machines. Mm. People all of a sudden remember the mission of this thing is seeing real people encounter Jesus. Yeah. And it's not just more comfort, more ease, more consumerism. And it just keeps your body healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The generation also that we need to be reminded that Folks are discouraged. They see cultural decay. But when they see a really revival and life change happening in college kids, it's incredibly energizing. I would say college kids also just bring a ton to your church body. You know, um, it's one thing to say, oh, they don't give money and they don't stick around and they're going to leave anyways. But like there's some of our best serving team members right now are college students. Mm -hmm. They're in our kids' classrooms making disciples. And who does your junior high kid look up to? A college kid. And so they've been mobilized. Our college ministry's done an excellent job saying, college kids, don't just come and sit and take this season off. We want you to contribute through your spiritual gifts and start to serve this local body. And so um, it's been super fun to see Mm -hmm. college kids serve, and and they can do that. I would say the other thing is you have to understand you're not going to have future pastors elders, missionaries, church planters. Like, where does that whole entire crop come from? Mm -hmm. You can try to discover them from some other ministry and try to find them on some job board or network to find, or you can develop those kind of leaders within the life of your church. And I just think our next missionaries are freshmen in college right now. I think our next church planters are juniors and seniors. I think um, our next wave of elders and deacons are all coming from our college Mm -hmm. ministry where they've been shaped and formed by the gospel They've come to value the local church. Uh, they're theologically equipped. They have practical skills to make disciples. And so all that to say is, like, I think college kids also, when you go to plant a church, what we've seen, Jared, is we've sent people to Greeley. We've sent people to Fort Collins, Florida, Kansas City. Like, it's really hard for you to in your family to pick up at almost 40 mm-hmm. and leave. Guess who can go get a job at 23 in yeah. a brand new city? Yeah. College kids. Yeah. And so this has really become a sending pipeline. They're not only the people that will like actually lead the charge, but because so many of their friends are so much more mobile, um, their kids aren't tied to a school district and all that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it, it's catalyzed this missional energy. So that's not maybe a call for every local church, but for us in particular, we want to be next generation because we want to be biblical. We yeah. think that's what God's called us to. But also, as we've had a vision of multiplying churches all across the U.S., well, who's going to be the people that actually go? Yeah. Well, I think the college kids, we're seeing that. We talked to John Randall, who's out in Greeley, and I think he said like 10 or 11 different churches from across <laughs> our network that's and the Salt cool. Network had sent college kids and different people to help plant the brand new church that's in Greeley, which is just incredible to see churches sending college kids and goers joining the mission field. Yeah. So That's, that's so powerful. cool. Yeah, I think in our church we've seen... The same thing, like 
with sending, especially yes. sending overseas. We've tried to, to work really hard to develop this culture. Yeah. And the way uh, that that started mo- more often than not yeah. is college students yes. who are saying, hey, I'll go on this trip. I'll, you know, I'll go on another trip. Hey, I'll do a internship by myself. And, and now we've got this team of of goers, we yeah. literally call them goers, and they're like, uh, they're these people who are who caught a vision in college because they're ready to go are now starting to go. And our first long-term missionaries that we yep. sent overseas were college students from our college ministry. They got married, and you know they said, "Hey, we want to give our life to Jesus," and so we're going to East Asia yes. to like to go full time. So it's just like it's it I highly strategic, and it's it like we said before. The trajectory yes. that change that happens in Come college on. is so strategic that you like you just can't pass it up. So if you if you are like, I know that everyone is not called to have a gigantic college ministry in their church, but if you've got college because some people are in rural contexts, right, whatever. Right. But if you've got college students close, you, you need to seriously yes. pray about what God is calling you yes. to do with those students. That yep. mission field that's right there, the opportunity that's right in front 100%. of you. Hundred percent. No, I love that question, Jared. And I think is. Pastors, leaders, elders are listening to this podcast. That's what I'd be asking yeah. is um, maybe if we could pivot. I mean, in our movement, it's pretty clear that I think we value college students. Um, we've made them visible. We tell stories about it. We champion it. We welcome. But we need to ask the question because it's really easy to drift into they're just people that maybe don't financially give. Um, they come with a lot of uh, in-process discipleship needs. There's always those discipleship conversations of, you know, um, how much is too much to drink and how far is too far. And it seems like every other conversation is what's God's will for my life and calling, <laughs> you know. And uh, and so there's obviously discipleship work to be done, but that doesn't mean we don't lean in. And so we today just want to say it's been a gift to our churches. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunday mornings, man, we miss them when they're on spring break or they're they're gone for summer or whatever. It changes the room. I mean, our college students are some of the pace setters in in worship and passion and expressive, uh, just going for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we miss them at a serving team level. They just engage and bless. And so um, all that to say is I would long for every every pastor in our network to be having a vision for how do I engage the community college in my backyard mm-hmm. or the college students down the street. And, um, and so we value it. Uh, we've seen God bless it. And uh, I think we're asking pastors and elders to be asking the question, do you guys do you guys think biblically about college kids? Do you guys think strategically about college kids? What would it look like to start something that would say, college kids, you're welcome here and you're wanted mm-hmm. here? So uh, pastors, elders, we're praying for you as God, we pray that God would make that really, really clear, give you lots of wisdom as you start to consider these things. And if you are doing it, don't grow weary. Yeah. I know there's a cost. Um, it, it takes some intentionality. You're probably going to have to show up and and go to the college Bible study or speak at the the college event, and that's one more thing. But I think both Jared and I would say I think it's a well uh, worth investment for you. So, any last words on college ministry, Jared? I mean, we've said it right. I feel like it's biblical. It's strategic. Yep. God has moved in the past. He is moving now. Yep. He's calling us to invest in the next generation. Um, like, let's get after Come it. Come on, know? let's get after it. Yeah. I love it. All right, guys, thanks so much. We'll talk about We'll be back next week talking about the how of college ministry. So join us then.